Welcome to your Life by Design podcast, the show that will have you seeing how magical you truly are so you can start designing a desired and fulfilled life. Hi, I'm Karen Galway, a certified human design reader, a 6-3 manifesting generator, and an energetic embodiment coach who is completely obsessed with helping you step out from your shadows and leap into your light. And in true 6-3 manifesting generator form, this podcast will not just be about human design, but rather the tools you need to call in the desires in all areas of your life. View it as your tool book, not your rule book. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This podcast is for the women who are ready to become paradigm shifters, subconscious mind wizards, and healers of their own life. They are ready to rediscover themselves so that they can fully show up as who they came here to be and live a life by their design. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode. I have a special guest on this episode. Her name is Sonia Petrutska. I don't know if I butchered that last name, but Sonia is an accredited certified EFT practitioner. So EFT is emotional freedom technique and also known as tapping. So I don't know if you are familiar with tapping. You can certainly find videos on YouTube, but tapping is such an effective, quick way to really get to some emotional regulation. So Sonia is a certified EFT tapping practitioner and energy makeover coach based in Chicago, specializing in personal empowerment and relationships. She helps women experience life transitions and manage their anxiety, fear, and self-doubt and transform themselves and their confidence, self-worth, and trust. After working with Sonia, clients have tools to navigate the unknown and shine bright no matter what life brings them. Sonia is currently accepting new clients, um, and I'll have her website in the show notes where you can connect with her for a free one-on-one connection call. And then you'll hear in the episode that she goes live on Instagram once a week, I think Tuesdays, like Tapping Tuesdays, I think she calls it. And then she has a monthly circle where you can go online and do tapping with other people as well. But anyway, Sonia just demystifies a lot of things about tapping. I certainly had questions even though I was familiar with it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Sonia, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited that you are on this podcast. Sonia Petruska is an EFT practitioner and we're going to dive into it. I have so many questions. I have used EFT. I know it works. I don't fully understand it. So I'm ready to dive into it, but thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Perfect. Before we dive into it, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into EFT? Sure. So yes, of course, as Karen said, I am an EFT practitioner and really I feel like EFT found me versus the other way around. As many of us, actually all of us on planet earth a few years ago, I was going through a global pandemic. And of of course, when we had the stay at home orders, you are confined within your abode with whoever you may be living with. And so I was married at the time. I am not anymore. And I was one of those COVID divorces, which ended up being a gift wrapped in sandpaper, we'll say. But essentially during that time, I just felt like I was drowning. So it was like that crumbling relationship, 
job insecurity and then I had a lease coming due so I was trying to figure out where I was going to go so these stabilizing pillars of my life were all like up in the air at once and I just felt like I need something like I'm just reaching my hand up trying to grab hold of something and, and there's nothing there and so one day I had an email in my inbox with the subject line tapping for overwhelm, which of course was exactly what I needed. Yeah. And I knew what tapping was because maybe two or three years prior to that, I had just come across it. I had been taking one of those free like online courses. It's at the end, it concludes, it recommends an additional course. You did this, you may enjoy this. So I was like, I don't know what this tapping thing is. Okay, sure, whatever. So I signed up and then I got the videos for it and I was not ready for it. I looked at it. I was like, this is weird. I don't get it. Maybe I'll come back to it. And of course I didn't, but because of that brief exposure, I knew what it was. So fast forward back to this email I'm in a position where I will try anything. So of course I do this tap along video and I noticed that while I was tapping, I felt something, I felt different. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty significant because up to that point, unfortunately, my emotional depth had really shrunk. So feeling anything outside of just like the normal day-to-day -day things was different, unusual. So I was like, okay, this is strange and I'm curious what's going on. So that prompted me to continue with these tap along videos like so many people do. And then I started getting really into it and decided, let me pump the brakes and determine is this real or is it just the placebo effect? So then Google Scholar became my best friend and I was very pleased by the findings. So it was pretty much at that point, the universe was like, oh, okay, you're into this, here you go. So I just naturally came upon an intensive online training, just like a basic level weekend training, which I did and I loved it. And then that led me to a certification program. I started working with my own coach and that's really when my life did a 180 and it's made such a huge impact for me in terms of rebuilding my confidence and self-esteem and all of those things that we need to be able to fully show up as ourselves in this world. And uh, so I am in a position where I am grateful that I'm able to pay it forward in a way and help other people come back into themselves as well. I love that. And I know like from my understanding of the subconscious mind and the studies that I've done, when you are in the state of overwhelm, when you are riddled with anxiety and fear, you can't think clearly because your subconscious mind is all about survival. I would imagine in terms of your situation that you were in with the divorce, you couldn't necessarily think clearly of what steps to take. And this is a, like a bit of an assumption on my part, but I would imagine that when you were doing the EFT, you were able to be more clear-minded to know what steps to take towards your own personal freedom and health with that as well. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That you are, what is it, the hammer or the nail? You hit the nail on the I don't head. know. I mess up these expressions yes. all the time too. <laughs> My husband yeah. always corrects me. I'll say that's not correct. I'm like, <laughs> and I know several people who were in that situation where it's almost like the lifestyle, the work outside of the home lifestyle was a distraction to real issues. And then you just couldn't hide from it during COVID. I always yeah. say COVID brought like that 2020 vision, right? Like the clarity, a lot of people pivoted during that time. So I am just, I love your story. I just love that you found 
freedom and clarity and personal peace and all that stuff through EFT. And now you are, like you said, paying it forward. Can we talk a little bit about how it works? Because here's my understanding is it taps along the meridian lines, the same Mm -hmm. how acupuncture goes around the meridian lines, right? Correct. Is that basically it? Is there more... So that's part of it. That's part. Okay, yeah. there we go. That's part. I mean, of that's it. a that's a big part of it for sure. Just because, first of all, like everything is energy. Which I'm gonna be completely transparent here. I was never like that kind of person <laughs> before this, and I'm still like on the edge. But it's true. If you get into the science of it, everything is energy. We have energy in the body. For example, if we didn't, we wouldn't be able to use certain uh, medical devices like the EKG to check the monitor or to monitor the heart rate because there is an electric, it's, it is, I forget what it's called, the sinoatrial valve, something like that. The, the, essentially the pacemaker of the heart, so to speak, like the natural one. So we have that electric charge already within our bodies. And excuse me, as you said, with the meridian energy lines of the body, that is just the channels that we are working with. And there are endpoints all along the body. And these are the acupressure points that are utilized in both acupuncture and with tapping. So the difference is with EFT tapping is we're one, stimulating these acupressure points with our fingertips. And also we're combining elements of Western therapy. So talk therapy and exposure therapy. So I'm going to give you a very basic example and it'll give a little bit of the sciencey part, but it's not like too deep. Okay. So let's say, for example, that you have a fear of spiders. Okay. So automatically just by initiating that thought in your brain, you're turning on that stress response, the fight or flight in the amygdala. And so that is intentionally putting your body into an alarm state. And the reason that we do this is so that we can get the brain to create a new pathway. So we're thinking about the spiders like, oh my gosh, where is it? Ew, like don't touch me kind of thing. Second part, we start tapping on the different points on the, just in the sequence of the general basic EFT tapping points. And this sends a second contrasting message to the brain. It sends a calming message to the nervous system and tells the brain, Hey, actually you're safe. It's okay. You don't, it, you're not in danger. So in order to uh, reconcile these two conflicting messages, the brain creates new wiring and new neural pathway with the message of safety. And the idea is if the treatment is successful, that pathway will become more deeply ingrained and it becomes the dominant pathway. Meaning that next time you see a spider, you're not going to get like this emotional explosion, right? You won't have that same intensity. It will be neutralized. You can see it go upon about your day without being thrown off course. And so really it can work for anything in that sense, any event or memory or situation, basically anything that you can think of that will elicit any sort of emotional intensity, emotional response or stress response EFT can be used to help with. And so it's not necessarily just all quote unquote negative things. You can use it on the flip side too, like for goals, right? So we all maybe, whether or not we want to say them out loud, we all have certain goals in mind for ourselves. And a lot of the time we don't reach those because there's a fear, there's a resistance, hesitation for whatever reason. Tapping can help you work through that fear 
break through the resistance and just like melts that hesitation so that you can actually take the steps that you want to live the life that you want to live. Yeah. I love that. I do have this question. You've talked a little bit about it. So when you're talking about like how at the multifaceted approach where you're tapping, you're tapping on the meridian lines, but you're also talking and you're mapping in new expressions or new, yeah, new expressions that are more better for your higher self, let's say. I've, that's how I've learned it. And I recently was watching a course and someone was saying how she was trained in it. And she's like, we don't have to do the expression. Then I'm like, wait, what? And she's as long as you bring up the feeling and you're feeling into the feeling, you don't have to do the expressions, but you still tap around. And I'm wondering, is that, are those like different philosophies and how to approach it? Or in your case, do the, is the expressions, does it make it work more? Is it like a non-negotiable? Like how do, are the expressions something you have to do? I'm just, can you speak a little bit on that? Yeah, these are are excellent questions. So I guess first I would say that tapping without words, that's how I would phrase it, is just one of the techniques that makes up EFT because EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques. Mm -hmm. There has been some disagreement, whether it's technique, singular or plural, but it is actually plural. And so there's different ways that you can utilize it. So yes, you absolutely can tap without words. And oftentimes this is what you should be doing, especially if there's a really high activation or a really high emotional charge. And we, so let's give a little bit of reference. We use a subjective scale. So each person, as you're tapping, I don't judge how intense something is you do, right? Cause you're the person feeling it. So the way that we would start out is you say, okay, on a scale of zero to 10, zero being it's whatever basically isn't there. 10 is the worst thing ever. Maybe like up there at panic stage, how intense does this emotion or does this situation like feel to you in this moment? And so that's how we gauge how we're going to apply the tapping and whether or not we're going to use words and what words we're going to use at all. So if it's very high on the zero to 10 scale, you shouldn't be using words. It's really, it's just trying to calm the nervous system and calm down that stress response so that you're able to get to a place, like you said before, where you have the cognitive ability to pull in the words, the phrases, the memories that are really going to help you to clear out whatever, for lack of a better word, trauma is bringing these things up in the first place. And in terms of what you're saying, so Everybody's different, of course, but it's peeling the layers of an onion, right? So when we're starting on an issue, you it's best to stay pretty general until the intensity, the stress level is lower, and then you get closer and closer because the, the client is feeling more comfortable with different thoughts are coming to mind because they're getting more of that clarity, the blood flow to the frontal cortex. And also if there is a situation that involves another person, let's say, for example, someone said very, something very hurtful to you and that phrase or that conversation just keeps playing over and over in your mind and you're having a lot of trouble letting it go or just not feeling activated by it, using specific phrases can be very powerful. Mm -hmm. So being as specific as you can to um, the individual's issue of concern is ultimately what we want to do. But of course, you have to go at the pace that is comfortable for the person who's who's being treated. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I love what you said about 
if it's to a point where like functioning is challenging because their anxiety is just through the roof, don't add another level of complexity, just like work on lowering it so they'd be more receptive to moving through the next stage. The karate chop part where I, which is like the side of your hand, that's how I've always done it. And sometimes I'll just tap on the, on it and I'll just feel like a tingling sensation just from tapping Mm it. Do you always start with that? Is that something you always have to do? Or is it again, one of those like, you can that one of those different approaches that you can take. Okay. So I'm going to lean towards you typically do right. So for, I guess like formal quote unquote formal, if you're doing it in a, I'll say clinical setting, so to speak. Yeah. Whenever we start the tapping, we do the tapping on the side of the hand, because that is basically like setting up what the focus is. However, if you're just doing this on your own, and even sometimes if you're working with a practitioner, like if you've been going through something, you don't necessarily have to start on the side of the hand every single time if you're doing some sort of continuation of the same work. But I would say tap wherever feels good to you, because again, since everyone is so different, like there are some tapping points that you'll love and others that maybe someone is, I do not want to do that. Tap under my arms like a monkey. No, like that, that's weird. So yeah. it's fine. If you tap on some points and not others, it's okay. It's still going to work. And yeah, it's, it, it depends on what your goal is. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, going back to what I mentioned before about being able to use this for more positive things as well something that I recommend for everybody actually is celebration tapping, which is exactly what it sounds like. So it's very common for us to go through our days and just notice things that maybe haven't gone right or things that we could have done better. Let your mind continue that however you'd like to. But it's really important, of course, to give ourselves credit for good things. Or for example, like maybe you had to make some phone calls that you didn't want to do. Once they're done, it would be a great, a great opportunity to celebrate. Hey, I did this. I didn't want to. It's done. I'm so glad that I I went through with this and I'm proud of myself. So basically uh, this is to illustrate, you don't have to do this whole setup. You can just start on the top of the head and be like, I did it. I didn't want to. I thought it would suck. It did, but I did it anyway. And I'm really happy. So just... It's good for your nervous system. It's good for your body in general. And I love that. I never would have thought to do that, but that makes total sense. Like to just, again, lock in the safety of success and the safety of doing something that might've been challenging and that you did it. That's brilliant. Going back to the hand top question, which I know that we just established that it's good to do, but it's not necessary to do depending on what you're working on. What's the significance of the hand chop of that uh, position in initiating? Like, is it just getting the flow going through everything? Is it because, like I said, I feel tingles. I feel sometimes like electrical charge. It's happening. So yeah, what's, what's actually happening with that? Yeah, it is the side of the hand. It's you're hitting meridian points, just like the other tapping points. It's basically, it's like signaling to your body because we'll say for, if I were doing a session with someone, I personally do start the rounds of tapping on the side of the hand because I want to make sure that the body understands, okay, this is a focus. So I'll explain a little bit about what happens when we tap on the side of the hand in terms of adding the voice. Mm -hmm. And this is the point where we 
basically set up the entire tapping sequence. So there's a formula that we always use the same kind of thing. And it starts with, even though then you name the problem or the concern, and then you follow that with an affirmation. So very basic and, and common one is even though, we'll go back to the example of uh, spiders, even though I have this fear of spiders, I um, accept myself completely. So it's something along those lines, even though problem affirmation, which sounds counterintuitive, like why would you say something that you don't like, or if you're feeling really angry or feeling really sad or lonely, why would I wanna say that? And there's a fear like, I'm gonna tap it in, which is not the case, but I understand the concern. So you say this statement three times or some variation of it. And that basically is like a primer for your body. And then when you tap on the rest of the points, you're not saying those that statement, you're saying like just a short word or short phrase that keeps your attention on the issue. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> you said something like, I, gosh, I don't know what you just said, but you said something about how I will answer. I'm going to go ahead and answer that question or or something. I'll give an answer to that question. And it made me so happy because <laughs> I have this, like, I love asking questions and getting answers like this, like that's actually a big part of my human design. And so when I ask a question, someone's, I can answer that for you and go a little bit deeper in it. It just, it's, it feels so good to my body that, but yeah, that was really good. I love that answer. I, a follow-up question to that is, you said earlier, like some people don't like to tap like a monkey. That's suggesting that they're using both hands to to do that. I again, I learned when I first got introduced to it, it was only one hand that you're was doing all the work. But you also said whether you do one hand, two hands, whatever feels comfortable. Is there a difference between? Is there more effective using two hands versus one hand? Is there a difference between that, or is it just really a matter of comfort? Ultimately, yeah, it's a matter of comfort and preference. It used to be thought that having the bilateral stimulation was more beneficial because, of course, it's both sides at once. However, the studies are, have not shown that there is any significant increase in effectiveness using one hand or two. So it's really up to you. And I would say play around with it. See what feels the most fun because it shouldn't you know, self-care or self-improvement um, is always challenging. Let's be real. It's not always <laughs> a fun process, but if you can do, if you can do it in different ways that make it enjoyable, at least minimally, that'll be help you in being successful. So where I'm going with this essentially is definitely play around with it. I personally, like if I'm doing two hands, sometimes I like to just do like alternate hands. That's more fun than just both at once or play up with the pace, like tap super slow or just hold it. You don't necessarily have to like tap. You can just hold the, the points because sometimes people may be more sensitive to that electrical charge and the actual tapping might be a little bit too much. So it just depends on where you are that day. That's fascinating. I love, gosh, I love how it's just very customized. It can be as, as yeah. customized to that where the person is at. And then speaking of which, like you do live tapping sessions on your Instagram page weekly. Is it weekly? Yes. Or weekly. And you also offer, don't you have tapping circles, online tapping circles as well? Yeah. Is, is that in person or is that virtual? It's 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 also virtual. So I do a monthly group tapping session. It's the last Wednesday of every month. So 
basically yeah, let's speak on that. Let's it, I want the listeners to know how they can find you and learn yeah, more yeah. about that. So can you talk about um, group tapping session, the last one save every month. However, I, I haven't made any sort of announcements, but I know that in December that will be skipped because I will be traveling that day. And if I do it any earlier, it's in the holidays. I'll say resuming in January, but yeah, it's online. It's, it's $20. And if you bring a buddy, if you sign up for two people, you get $10 off. So definitely worth it. And it's spreading the means yeah. and you support a small business who yeah. doesn't want to do that. Oh my but truly I, I can understand some people may be like, oh, I want to pay for it. I'm getting this other stuff online for free. True. I've been there and I feel that. However, there's very much a difference between tapping along to a recorded video versus in real time tapping with someone else who is able to incorporate your input into the tapping rounds and make it specific to you. And I think that's really valuable. Not only that, but if you're not familiar with tapping, this is a risk-free commitment-free way to try it out and see, hey, this is something that I might want to incorporate into my kind of like self-care routine. And also once you learn it, it's yours forever. And that's what I really love about it is you don't, it's not like acupuncture where whenever you're feeling like, oh, I need, I need a little bit of help here. I have to go make an appointment and drive or take public transit to the office. You can do this yourself. As soon as you feel comfortable with the process, you can tap on yourself and do some solo work and you can make a lot of headway. And then if you encounter something that you're like, I don't know what to do with this, or it brings up some emotions that are a little too big, then of course, highly recommend reaching out to a professional to get some assistance with that. But I love the fact that it puts the power in your hands. You're like, you have the automatic sense of success because any reduction in stress level or intensity, emotional intensity is a success. So if you go from a seven to a six, celebrate that because you did that. So that's very exciting. So again, if you're interested in trying out, yeah, that's yeah. a good way. That's a, so let me, before you go on into the, the next thing you were going to talk about the circles. Is it where you come in with a theme already that you're going to tap on? Is it where it's a collective? Okay. I feel like everyone needs, this is what I'm feeling. The majority of people are needing to work on that. Like, how do you structure what to do? Or is it you guys insert whatever you want into this moment? Like, how does that direct it? <laughs> it could be any of those things, okay. to be honest. <laughs> Like this month, I do have a theme and it's focused on relationship relief. So this could be any kind of relationship. And especially in the United States, since we just had a Thanksgiving holiday, depending on how that went for you, this may be a good thing. It's just a way to get a little bit of relief and let go of, of some of these emotions or whatever it is that you're carrying with you that maybe you are ready to let right. go or you want to feel a little bit of uh, more peace around. Um, however, other times it's really just what is coming up for people. Like, of course, sharing as much as they feel comfortable with, but typically we try to find a, um, a commonality among what is going on with different folks. So it could just be like, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And if someone wants to add specifics and we use them as the demonstration, then we'll do that. But it's, it's 
done in a very as welcoming as possible. If they don't feel welcomed by me, I, I can't really do much more than show up <laughs> as myself. But anyway, it's non-judgmental, it's confidential. What happens, what's shared stays within that. And also, as you said in your question, other times too, it's okay. We may be focusing on, again, for example, overwhelm, but in your mind, you need to be, everyone is thinking of their own specific situation. And when we do the tapping out loud, if I'm having someone help me do the demonstration, then that person and me will be unmuted and everyone else will be muted. So if you have to change the words so that they feel true to you, you can do so without feeling awkward about it or feeling like someone's going to be like, that's not what she said. So it's very customizable. Yeah. Yeah, Love that. And then how else can people find you? I know you, like I said, you're, you have a presence on Instagram as well. Yes. So I am on Instagram at tap to shine wellness. So that's my business name, tap to shine wellness website is tap to shine wellness.com. I have a Facebook page as well, YouTube channel. So if you're not on Facebook or Instagram and you want to see the weekly videos, you can see those on YouTube. So also let me just say the weekly videos on Instagram, it's a series that I call tapping Tuesdays because it happens on Tuesdays. (laughs) So it's a way to keep me accountable. And also just to be able to be a little bit more relatable and show how tapping can be used in everyday life and just things that come up because we all are going through stuff and it's more common than we realize. (laughs) It's just like, we keep what is um, challenging for us under wraps so much that we get into this kind of isolated space and thinking like, I'm the only one feeling this. I'm the only one going through this. And so by being able to highlight, okay, like this happened for me today. uh, Maybe you can relate. And this is how we're going to tap on it. It really, it pulls back that veil so that people are able to feel a little bit more connected, even if they're not like directly communicating about it to another person. Perfect. And I'll put all those links in the show notes. You guys can find that and follow Sonia and get in on her tapping events and practices. Thank you so much, Sonia, for, sorry, I think I was about to say Sonia. That's my, that's how I, when I see, when I look at the spelling, that's like what comes to my mind. Canadian roots. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) But thank you, Sanya, so much for for joining us today. And I, like I said, I love this practice. I love how easy it is. And I just love how you've simplified it even more with your explanations to all my questions. But thank you so much. And yeah, everyone follow Sanya. Thank you. This is great. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I understand how valuable your time is and I'm honored that you spent it with me. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love it if you could leave a five-star rating as well as a review on Apple Podcasts. This just takes a few minutes, but it would mean so much to me as I work to get my message out to the world. And as a thank you for your support, if you screenshot this podcast episode, post it on Instagram stories and tag me at I am Karen Galway. I will send you a free guide to understanding your human design so that you can start living a life by your design. I'll see you on the next episode.